Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. It's week six of the high school football season. It's this week in Molar Football. I'm Rob Eben with head coach Todd Nauman. Coach, how are we doing today? Doing great. Looking forward to a, uh, an exciting matchup against LaSalle this uh, Friday night at uh, Princeton High School. And uh, we're, we're happy to be back, uh, be back at work. Yeah. October 1st is when we're recording this. It's going to be almost 100 degrees today. And uh, uh, the, the global warming folks are uh, certainly getting some... Um, support with uh, weather like this for october 1st right they are the good news is i think friday night's supposed to actually be kind of uh, kind of cool yeah i think we're gonna and, get back um, to normal yeah so i'm i'm excited about wearing a sweatshirt here at some point in time wow yeah amen to that uh let's go back uh we made our every other year trip to nippert stadium uh, to host the saint xavier bombers before we talk about the game uh when we went uh, prior to going on mike I really appreciated this trip going to Nippert Stadium uh, this time. I, I don't know if it's because we don't go there very often anymore. The the new Linder video boards, um, Coach. It was that was a great night. Um, great night to celebrate high school football and just being back at Nippert Stadium. Yeah, it really was. Um, we're extremely we're extremely grateful because we got some generous folks that that help us to put on that event at UC. And um, there's not a finer there's not a finer place for for high school football as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, Muller High School over the years has played at a at a number of different stadiums, venues, etc. And um, you know, I know that we've got uh, obviously locally a, a bunch of UC fans in the community. And um, you know, I've been to a, a handful of UC games over the years myself. And I know from a fan perspective, I believe it's a great place to watch a football game. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. And then with the renovations that they've done, the press boxes, the, the luxury suites, et cetera, I, I know for the folks that were able to, uh, to attend the game, um, it, it creates a really special atmosphere. And then you've got the audio-visual technology as well. Wow. Uh, we were able to sort of molarize the place. And then the, the, you know, some of the video production that was done, the honoring of the, uh, the state and national championship teams, and then not to mention the fact that it was, a, it was a, a pretty good high school football game too. I think when you put all of that together, it was a great experience for our Mueller football family, for our Mueller community, and really as far as high school football is concerned in greater Cincinnati, it was just a great night all the way around. I know when I uh, took the elevator down at the end of the night, I wrote it down with uh, Marshall Heisdu, and he was very pleased that, of all the events that were going on on the fourth floor. And it just seemed like for the Alumni Association, like you said, it was just, yes, there was we were there for a football game, but that facility allows so many things to happen to support Moeller High School and to promote and thank and do all those great things. And you know, maybe we took it for granted when we played our home games there. I really appreciate it as I started this segment off. I really appreciated being there on Friday night. It was it was really special. Well, and there's a lot of people who do a lot of work behind the scenes to make those uh, things make those things go to to take care of our alumni and our parents and you know special folks that are at the games. You know, obviously most of my time, energy, and effort is spent coaching the football team, and um, I would love to say that I <laughs> that I had a bunch of extra time to enjoy some of the uh, the amenities and some of the live entertainment that was taking place. Obviously, my focus was on the team itself, but I can't tell you how many positive comments I've had about that evening. And um, I know that the overall fan experience was just tremendous, and we couldn't be more grateful uh, you know, for that opportunity to play down at UC. I have one more item that we need to dis- discuss prior to uh, uh, the game. I, I got to talk about these Todd Father shirts. Uh, you know, I got a text. I wasn't aware about them, and I get a text uh, prior to kickoff. Hey, did you get your Todd Father shirt? I was like, what are you talking about? And so let's talk a little bit about, you, Coach, you've got your own T-shirt. So uh, Mr. Eric Schmidt, 
is uh, in charge of um, student spirit, right, school spirit. And um, we've got the uh, Crusader Cavalry that uh, that kind of jazzes the student body up. We had a pep rally on Friday. And as a part of this whole process, the um, – the, the, the cavalry came to me and said, we'd like to make a T-shirt. And um, they showed me the image uh, of my face on the back, you know, and I think something along the lines of hashtag, you know, Todd Father. And um, they asked for my permission to uh, to use my, my face and, and to do that. How do you say no? And, and, and I said, you know what, actually, I think I've got a decent sense of humor. I appreciate it. It looks fun. I think the students really enjoy it. I said, go for it. And uh, next thing you know, they, uh, they sold some T-shirts on Thursday after school. And it was literally like uh, Grand Central Station at rush hour. You couldn't believe how many t-shirts they sold and how fast they sold them. So they came back again on Friday and after the rally sold another set of t-shirts. And there was a line that stretched a half a mile long to buy these t-shirts. And I'm gonna bet you today, I I bet you a dollar to a donut today, that if they put those T-shirts on sale this afternoon, <laughs> that they'd sell hundreds and hundreds more. I mean, it is it is it's fascinating. So I wish I was in the T-shirt business. Right, get some royalties on your face. Because I could have been a rich man just based on these Todd Father T-shirts. So so that's um, the origin. Yeah, and so hopefully the kids had a had a great time with it. Uh, I think the football team, myself, I think we've got a great connection with the student body. The student body was just on fire. On Friday night, great atmosphere. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they were super, and um, you know, I think the Todd Father T-shirts or something. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the game. Boy, you you, you came out in those gunmetal uniforms, and I was like, man, thank goodness I'm not doing play-by-play tonight because uh, seeing those navy numbers on gray unis from six floors up is <laughs> it's a struggle. I know when they first came out a few years ago, I remember Greg Waddell boy. Oh my lord, look at those numbers. But let's go. Let's talk game. Um, opening kickoff. Not, I think it was officially 99-yard uh, kickoff return. I, it was either between 99 and 100, and Carrington runs it back. Uh, that's the break you've been looking for and uh, set the tone to start the game. Yeah, great start to the game. Uh, you know, Guys were blocking hard, but actually it was a, it was a tremendous individual effort on Carrington's part because he made about six guys miss, and then he cut the ball all the way back across the field, and then he, then he finished it off. Um, no doubt gave us some juice um, and – you know, it was it was definitely a tremendous start to the game, and then we we had to settle in and, and play football. And um, wow, what a battle! Did uh, Coach Specht from either side of the ball? I, I guess more offensively, with Coverdale being the new uh, OC. Uh, anything new that you hadn't seen uh, on Huddle uh, in Week Five at Nippert from Be- the Bombers? Because we play good football teams who are well coached. Um, they have systems that they run, and for the most part, most people stay pretty true to their system. Uh, you're going to see a wrinkle or two every week, but probably 90% of what you see on film is what you're going to see on game day. And, and there's a reason that those teams are successful. It's because they're good at what they do. And uh, obviously they've tweaked their offensive system some. Uh, they threw the ball quite a bit on Friday night, which we expected. Um, you know, They put a lot of pressure on you defensively. Um, and, and so they, um, you know, they did they did essentially what it is that we expected that they would do. And you don't get to you, get, you don't get to five and zero with the teams that they play by accident. Right. Obviously, they've got a really good football team. You know, uh, defensively, uh, Saint X did what we thought they would do. They pressured us. They played a lot of man coverage. And um, you know, they've got they've got some some nice players on the defensive side of the ball too. Um, 
You know, so I think for the most part with the teams that we play because the quality of the opponent and, and the systems that they run, for the most part, what you see on film is what you see on game night. Their um, indie package, what we used to call it, they're, they're hur- it seemed like their hurry up, and I, it was more of a standard uh, offensive package. We cramped up a lot in the second half. With their offensive pace, did that have something to do with it, you think, Coach? Because it was hot. And there, there's no question. It was hot. It was so, humid. so our defense played 88 plays, which is nearly the equivalent of two football games. Yeah, that's, that's double. And um, obviously it was a warm evening. Um, and because of their up-tempo style and the volume of plays that we played, mm-hmm. the amount of running that was done, um, you know, we did. We had we had three or four guys that, that, that were dealing with some cramping. Um, having said that, I really thought, golly, I mean, let's just be honest. Our defense didn't give up a point in the second half. No. And they were under tremendous amount of strain, tremendous strain, both physically and and mentally and emotionally. And, uh, with what St. X likes to do offensively, their formations their shifts, their motions, and then throwing the ball all over the place. Um, you know, our, our kids absolutely battled. No question. And, um, you know. There's there's three or four moments probably in every high school football in every football game that uh, especially when you come out on the wrong side of the score that you'd like to have back, but the reality is this: our kids played so stinking hard. I couldn't be more proud of them. Uh, the defense battled. Uh, you know, the offense got some run game going. Um, you know, it is what it is. We were the only we were the only of the two teams to actually put the ball in the end zone in the second half. Right. Uh, we had a uh, we had a reverse, uh, you know, that we scored on that, that got called back, um, you know, and it was the tale of two halves, right? Because the the off the, the first half was an offensive explosion, and in the second half, the defense is really kind of locked in. Right, and um, right. when it was all said and done, I, I it think was a great high school football great, game. Great coach. high school football. The fans got their money's worth. We uh, we were uh, we were on the short end of the sticks, twenty seven twenty four. Great football game, like you said, it was like a, watching a Brian Kelly UC football. T- football game in the first half up and down the field back and forth and then it was a possession game in the in the second half a couple of players joe teffer on defense had a whale of a game a whale of a game i knew he moved uh uh to defensive end and i i'm sure you'd like to mention a little bit about the game he had because he was he was all over the place friday night yeah joe's had a tre- tremendous senior season for us because he played on both sides of the ball too and um we made some personnel moves last week and one of the big decisions we made was to move Joe to, to defensive and because of their ability to throw the football we thought it was really important that we could pressure the quarterback and because of their ability to move the pocket and run outside zone we thought it was important to have Joe there to set the edge and um wow well you saw how much he was in the backfield you know I had three or four quarterback sacks all over the place uh playing offense uh, now he wasn't the only one. No, uh, no, no yeah, question. But, no but, question. But, but, I, but I'll tell you what. Uh, but but Joe was exceptional. Yeah, uh, your backs uh, by committee, I, I thought were able to get some space, and also having the passing game stretch the field for you a little bit uh, allowed you to probably have your whole playbook. Right? You you probably had everything available to you Friday night. Yeah, you know, um, because of the flow of the game, sometimes you're. You know, so offensively, for example, um, you know, as we got into the second half and you could see the defense was under some strain, I really tried to continue to make a commitment to run the football. Right. One, to drain the clock a little bit and and, and to try and give the defense a little bit of a breather. 
Um, at the same time, you know, we have to try and stay fairly balanced on offense. We're not so good in either the run game or the pass game that we're just going to line up and smash you for a thousand yards, and we're not so good in the passing game that we're just going to be able to throw it sixty times in the game. So we've got to we've got to try hard to main, maintain some balance there. And um, really, for the most part, I thought that we did. We've got to run the football and try and create some big plays. And 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 we were actually we were pretty successful in some spots doing that. I agree. Uh, and special teams. How about Tibbs? I mean, what a weapon that is on kickoffs giving you that advantage if you get close enough, but it's fourth and too long to try to have that weapon of having his leg. uh, It's just got to be really great for you. The more we move the football on offense, the more opportunities we give him. And the more opportunities that we give him, the better football team we're going to be. And I just go back to saying that I think he's as good as there is. And um, I think he he drilled a 45, 47-yard field goal. Um, probably been good for 55 on on Friday night, um, and, and, and narrow, th- narrower field goals. Too. Yeah, for sure. You know, the other thing is this: it takes a little a little strain off of your kickoff coverage team because you can kick the ball in the end zone on a consistent basis. And a lot of times, the guys that are on your kick cover team are also the guys that are starters on defense. Right. So they've got to sprint, you know, 60, 70 yards, and then they've got to turn around and they've got to play defense too. And so his ability to kick the football into the end zone actually takes a little wear and tear off of our guys as well. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a great evening of high school football. We we fell short twenty seven twenty four, but uh, things are progressing in the in the right manner, I believe. And uh, you know, so thanks for sharing that uh, on the St. Xavier game. We'll take a break. We're going to come back talk about uh, position group and uh, more homecoming this Friday. Once again, this is Rob Ebel and head coach Todd Nauman. It's this week in Molar Football Week 6. We'll be right back. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services, and more importantly, let's go Big Mo. For over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com. Kent Insurance is a family-owned business located right here in Kenwood. Chris Kent, a graduate of 1993 and former tight end, can take care of your business needs while his sisters, Kim and Katie, are ready to handle your personal insurance. Top-of-the-line products, competitive pricing, and outstanding customer service is what what they offer. Give them a call. 513-791-6060. That's 513-791-6060. A big shout out to Katie's daughter, Abby Kerwin, playing saxophone with the marching band. Let's go Big Mo. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. For 
over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-961. Six zero one one. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm. Welcome back into the studios of ESP Media. It's this week in Molar Football, week number six. I'm Rob Ebel with head coach Todd Nauman in segment two. Coach, let's talk about your receiver group. Coaches, uh, seniors, you know, just uh, that receiver, those, we'll call them, quote unquote, the special athletes, you know, at the upper levels. They seem to be the the prima donnas, if you will. But uh, your receiver group, let's talk receivers today. Just want to remind everybody a big focus, a big area of emphasis, a big culture piece for us is what we would describe as unit pride. And we break our we break our football team down into individual units. And any one individual unit's ability to function, to be healthy, to play well, to manage their culture, uh, that's really important for us. And one of the most important units on our football team is the wide receiver crew. And um, I will tell you this, the wide receiver crew is a group that's probably shown as much progress as any one of our units has in the last four to six weeks. Um, we know that uh, early on in the season we were struggling to throw the football a little bit. And, um, you know, there's, there's always multiple factors that are involved with that. Sometimes I think that people want to focus on the quarterback position itself, but there's offensive line that got to block for the quarterback. There's receivers that got to be in the right spot. Then there's people that got to catch the football, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a, there's a lot of moving parts that go into being able to effectively throw the football. Having said that, I think that we've thrown the football better here these last, these last few weeks. And, and really what I think you've seen on the perimeter is us start to make some plays. And as we make more plays, then that helps in the run game too. Uh, no better example than that, you know, of that than Friday night. And um, the, uh, the 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 receiver unit has been a combination of uh, of a couple upperclassmen that have really been good leaders that have sort of worked their tails off, and some some talented underclassmen, and trying to get them to continue to learn how to play the position, mature, grow, etc. You know, one of the things that's really interesting to me, Rob, is if you if you track the NFL mm-hmm. and you look at where guys get drafted and then you look at who comes in and makes an impact, they will tell you outside of the quarterback position that the most difficult position to make an impact early on in the NFL is at the wide receiver position. 
it, it, believe it or not, it's not about just being able to run fast and catch a football. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuance to it. Part of it, one, in our system especially, is being able to block. You've got to be physical. You've got to be tough. And in a lot of cases, we're blocking safeties or outside linebackers, guys that are 215, 220 pounds. If you can't block, you really can't play. Right. Because, you know, the reality is this. You're going to spend more of the game blocking than you are going to be catching the football. One of the things that we like to ask our receivers is this. What do you do when you don't have the ball in your hands? Mm-hmm. Because if there's 60 snaps in a high school football game on the offensive side of the ball and you think, okay, so a good night for a receiver might be catching four or five balls. So what did you do for the other 55 snaps? Right. And, and, and so this is where I've seen a lot of maturity from our receiver unit. Uh, th- th- this is where you know the passing game has started to blossom. And um, we got some we got some talented young men in the group. They've really been working at it hard the last few weeks. And uh, like I said, I think it's a unit that's shown as much gro- much growth as any lately. You know, it, the point that you made about there's so many pieces that go into a passing game. It's not just the quarterback. You know, they got to have time to throw. You got to have a receiver that makes the right reads. That hears if there's an audible, the call, make the right reads. And at the end of the day, come back and catch a ball. You know, so there, there's a lot to a, a successful passing game. We're playing against other good people, too. I mean, yeah. you know, the other people got defensive backs that can cover you, you know. And, and so senior leadership from guys like uh, Jack Stodigal and, and Anthony Sledge, you know, those guys have been, been really working hard and, and have helped uh, help hold the group together. And then you've got some talented underclassmen. You've got Malik Verdon. You've got Aaron Morton. You've got Crosley McEachin. Um, you know, and then and, and then Brandon White, the sophomore, has has played well. You've got our tight end crew too. Josh Caddis has done a great job. Joe's, Joe Joe has been playing some tight end, and, and, and so uh, and then we get the backs involved in the passing sure. game too. We really try and force the defense to defend all eligible receivers and defend all zones and all areas of the field, and. Um, we've been getting a lot of contributions from a lot of folks in in the passing game. Yep. Coach, thanks for sharing the information about your receiver group. It's uh, always a dynamic group uh, at Moeller High School, and uh, this year is no exception. Uh, Real quick, in this segment two, this Friday is homecoming uh, at Princeton Stadium, uh, 7 o'clock. I'm guessing that Motown will open about 4.30. I'm sure that Barrett Cohen and his group have a a bunch of festivities lined up uh, with it being homecoming. Let's see. Anything else on that, Coach, on homecoming? LaSalle answers come over. I'm excited to get back to Princeton. We've been there once now. It'll be the second trip, and uh, things will be a little easier for everybody. Well, I think at most places in America, the homecoming game is a big deal. And we know that we'll have alumni back on campus. We know that we're playing a super football team on Friday night. Uh, The fact that we're going to be at Princeton, we know what the atmosphere will be there. Uh, you, You know, one of the big things for us is to keep our team focused. Um, because with the homecoming week for high school kids, you know, there, sure. can, there can be some distractions along with that. Uh, you know, I've told the kids that homecoming dance is much more enjoyable when you when you win than when you lose. Right. Um, you know, and, and so for our football team, it's really about doing the work that we have to do to get ready to play an undefeated LaSalle team this week. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll enjoy the dance on Friday night. They, they certainly, as high school kids, deserve that opportunity. Um, but uh, but we just we want to go out and represent Muller High School well. We know that the homecoming weekend is always a big deal. And uh, we just want to go out and play good football on Friday night. It makes everybody feel better. I'm going to show my age, but I think we had our homecoming dance at the College Football Hall of Fame right next to um, Galbraith Field. And that was a great night. I, was, did the... 
when you were in high school, did you still have the homecoming at uh, at the Hall of Fame? By that point in time, it was no longer at the, the Hall of Fame. And actually, these days, we've actually brought it back on campus. And um, but but I think for most high school kids, hopefully they have fond memories of their high school experience and their homecoming dances. And, you know, it's meant to be a celebration of our community. And, and it's it's meant to be a, a good night for for our high schoolers, both both game night on Friday and then hopefully the, uh, the homecoming dance on Saturday night. I think I'm so old. Our first year was at Galbraith Field, and Galbraith is just a bunch of shrubs now, so that's uh, yeah. how old I am. Make, so makes me a little sad when I drive by there. It is really sad because I love that place. Oh, gosh. Anyway, let's wrap up segment two. Thanks for the uh, input on the receivers. And then once again, homecoming this Friday at Princeton Stadium. Uh, Motown across the street most likely will start around 430. You can check uh, letsgobigmo.com for information on that. Coach, when we come back, we'll talk about the upcoming game Friday with the uh, 5-0 and LaSalle Lancers. This is Rob Ebel and head coach Todd Nauman. It's this week in Moeller football. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter, finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. 
Since 2009, SCI 360 has helped many businesses improve their clients' customer relationships through streamlining processes, connecting with customers, and ultimately improving profitability. Let SCI 360 customize a system for your business using the number one selling customer relationship management platform, Salesforce.com. For a 360-degree view of your customer, contact SCI 360 and Moeller alum Michael Sturgis at 888-318-5121 or visit them on the web at www.sci360degrees.com. Welcome back in the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel with head coach Todd Nelman. It's this week in Moeller football, week number six. Coach, we're hosting the LaSalle Lancers 5-0 on Friday at Princeton High School. Uh, coach McLaughlin's team is uh, playing well. They've beaten Lakota West, Mason, Mansfield, Dunbar traveled to New York to beat St. Joe's. They've put 185 points up versus giving up 30. Uh, their third place in Region 8. Uh, the Lancers are coming up with a very nice ball team. Wow. Yeah, you could say that. Um, how many weeks in a row are we going to plan to beat football teams? <laughs> we know with our schedule, we play good football teams every, every single week. And, um, you know, uh, LaSalle is definitely no exception. They're playing as good a football probably as anybody in the state of Ohio right now. Um, they've got a they've got a number of talented football players. Uh, Coach McLaughlin, we we got a lot of respect for him. Obviously, he's a he's a Mueller grad, and I've I've been a personal friend of his for a long time. I know a number of guys on their staff, and um, I tell you, I I think that uh, I think he's doing a super job. And um, I mean, the results speak for themselves. They got a great football team. Yeah. The um the the thing that jumps out at me just putting uh, some things together for the this interview was the defense. Uh, Pat's defense is um, as good as they've had here in the last few years, and and it shows uh, shows up in the the lack of points scored. But they're 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 going sideline to sideline. They're quick and they'll hit you. I think the numbers would say that they're giving up about six points a game, yeah. which is uh, I don't care I don't care what league you're playing in. That, right. That's awesome defense. Um, They've got four or five Division One college football players playing defense for them, uh, particularly in the back end. And their front end is active, too. Um, but they have the ability to close things off really fast. And so because they can do that, they just they don't really give up many big plays. And um, they're fairly physical on the front. And then the, uh, and then the back end guys, they just cover you down. And um, they, make it, they make it tough on you offensively. To, uh, to, to run the football, and, and then because they can cover you, it makes it a little bit more difficult to generate big plays, too. Um, they, they're, they're, their coaching staff has a system in place. They're, they're essentially an odd front. They're, they're a 50 defense. They slant and angle and, and, and stunt and twist some. Uh, and it's like we were saying earlier, what you, what you see on film is what you're going to see on Friday night, and part of the reason is because what they do, they do really well. And um, they've had this system in place for several years now, and uh, they do a heck of a job playing it. But they also have some very talented players, and um, you know our community will get to see that on Friday night. Based on uh, the schemes that uh, Pat's going to uh, put forth uh, on defense, uh, who do you see excelling, um, or which position group do you th- do you see excelling uh, Friday night versus the Lancers coach offensively? Well. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I said in the previous segment. We've got to have some balance on offense. So the answer is which group needs to excel, and the answer is all the groups need to excel because we won't win this football game if it becomes just one-dimensional. Okay. 
um, we, we've got to we've got to keep them off balance, and we've got to force them to defend the entire field. Um, I, I think we've just generally speaking shown progress on offense, and uh, we've we've really tried to make a commitment to running the football. And we just mentioned with the receiving crew that we've that we've grown in our passing game. And um, look. Uh, for us to win this football game, I don't think we're going to win the football game. You know, forty-nine to forty-eight. I, I, I think the game has to be a little lower scoring. Under twenty. Yeah, I think the game's got to be a little, a little lower scoring than that. And, and, and so, you know, we, we've just got to go play good football. If we did anything well the other night offensively, one of the things that we did a great job of is taking care of the football. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't turn the football over, you're going to give yourself a chance to win the football game. And, and, and so, eliminating those catastrophic mistakes. Um, we gotta we gotta run the football. We gotta convert on third down, and we've gotta create some explosive plays in the passing game. I think uh, special teams uh, has to be a big contributor Friday night for the success for the Crusaders, and, and not just not just Tibbs, but I think I, I think your punt team has to has to change the field uh, when it's time. You know, if you've if you've got the ball and you got a punt on your forty, you know you got to move them, put put them back down in their ten, and and I think. Uh, uh, all factions of special teams have to have a successful night on Friday. There's three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, and we have to, we've got to execute in all three phases, uh, not to mention the fact that LaSalle has a, uh, has a kid that's ranked, I think, by many, by many outlets, the number one kicker in the nation. Yeah, uh, He's an Ohio State commit, and uh, not only is he a, a great kicker, he's actually a tremendous athlete as well. And so the special teams battle – that shouldn't be lost on anybody because that's going to that's going to be pivotal. No question. Well, coach, as always, thank you for coming down. And I would like before we sign off to once again thank our sponsors. You know, we've got 15, 16 sponsors that everyone hears every week uh, during the broadcast and our podcast. We thank you because if uh, you don't step up and sponsor us, we're not here. And to be able to give you this great insight uh, on the this week in uh, coach coach Nauman's show and then uh, the broadcast that we're you know, we're well over 60,000 listeners uh, through five weeks. So we thank you for, uh, for your sponsorship. And, uh, Coach, best of luck this week. I hope it's a great week of practice. It'll hopefully cool down on Friday in a big homecoming game, 7 o'clock at Viking Stadium versus the LaSalle Lancers. Coach, thank you very much for coming down. Have a great week. You're welcome, Rob. The kids have had tremendous attitude and effort. We're really working hard. Nobody wants to win worse than, than our kids do. Right. And um, we, we, uh, we realize that we play a, a really quality opponent this Friday. It's the continuation of GCL play. We know that it's going to take a great effort on our end, and we're looking forward to that opportunity. Coach, thank you. Best of luck, and we'll talk next week. Absolutely. Let's go, Big Mo. Thank you.